The sci-fi genre has been a mainstay in film since the early days of cinema. And since then, numerous takes on the genre exist, whether that's sci-fi horror, sci-fi drama, sci-fi action, or anything else within the realm of possibility. Within the genre, numerous directors have also made their mark on film, including the likes of Ridley Scott, David Cronenberg, and Stanley Kubrick, to name a few. Today's subject comes from another great director, one who is known more for their classic horror films. A movie that comes at the tail end of the 80s, telling the story of an unemployed man in Los Angeles who stumbles over a pair of sunglasses that alter his worldview. A film starring a legendary professional wrestler that continues to entertain to this day. So if you're like me, and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a glass of bourbon from our friends at Buffalo Trace in Kentucky. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. about an out-of-work drifter who lands in Los Angeles. Finding a job in construction, he makes a friend named Frank and finds a place to stay within a shantytown. One day, while walking around the city, he happens upon a box of sunglasses in an alley. Liking the look of them, he takes the pair from the box and tries them on. What he sees changes the way he sees the environment around him, and from that point on, nothing about his life will ever be the same again. For when he puts the glasses on, the blanket covering the world and its inhabitants is peeled away, revealing the ugly truth underneath. They Live is a film of a great mix of elements, It's firmly in the science fiction genre, but also has hints of action and humor that make it stand out from the other science fiction films of the day. The result is an entertaining experience with a lot of memorable shots, scenes, and quotes. Released in 1988, They Live is directed by the legendary director John Carpenter. Up to that point in his career, Carpenter had made several successful movies, including Assault on Precinct 13, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, and who can forget, Halloween. As one of the most popular directors of the time, everything he touched seemed to turn to gold. He began writing They Live 
after discovering the story in a comic titled Alien Encounters No. 6, published by now-defunct Eclipse Comics. Within the issue was a seven-page story titled Nada. The comic is written by the same man who wrote the short story it's based on, titled Eight O'Clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson and illustrated by Bill Ray. There are many aspects that would end up in the movie, including certain scenes and character traits. There is also a subtle connection, only known to those with the knowledge of this linkage. Throughout the movie, the film's hero is never audibly introduced. However, he is credited as Nada. During the making of the project, Carpenter shot on location with a real homeless camp and used the inhabitants of the camp as extras as well. Carpenter even paid all of the extras for their part in the role. Apart from the extras, when John Carpenter was casting his new film, he knew he wanted someone to play his lead that looked strong and capable. His search for his lead would harken back to a meeting he had earlier. Carpenter is a lifelong wrestling fan, and in 1987, he attended WrestleMania III. The event made infamous when Hulk Hogan would body slam Andre the Giant. At the time, Carpenter was still looking to cast the hero of They Live, but knew he wanted someone strong, tough, and somebody who people would also believe could fight. While watching the matches, one performer in particular caught his eye. After the show, Carpenter got a chance to meet him, and he knew immediately that he would be a perfect fit. He was fit, had scars, and knew how to handle himself in a fight. After learning that he was already considering entering into acting, Carpenter proposed the role to him, and thus history was made with the casting of Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Despite Piper having interest to star in the film, his boss, Vince McMahon, was not thrilled about the idea of losing him for an extended period of time. So, despite this, Rowdy quit to pursue the role. Casting the other main character proved to be much easier for the veteran writer and director. The role of Frank was written specifically for an actor with whom he'd collaborated with in the past. Wanting the same attributes for Frank as the main character, Carpenter thought of an actor from his 1982 remake of The Thing Keith David, who played Childs. The casting choices were fantastic, and the chemistry between the two stars is quite palpable. Of course, we can't talk about They Live without discussing the scene revolving around Frank trying on the sunglasses. If you haven't seen They Live, there is a chance that you've heard of this sequence alone. In the film, our hero wants his friend to put on the sunglasses to see what he sees. Frank is hesitant to do this and denies the offer, which makes our hero frustrated, to say the least. 
the two begin to trade verbal arguments, which leads to pushing, which then leads to a full-blown fight. This fight scene is iconic in the world of cinema, for its content and length. The two trade physical attacks for just over five minutes on screen in a choreographed sequence that is something to behold. Despite this sequence's fluid nature and rawness, the journey of filming the scene was anything but simple. Leading up to that scene, Piper and David trained for months to get all the moves, the timing, and the sequences correct prior to filming. They would meet in practice together every day to ensure that every step, fall, roll, and attack was both angled and executed correctly and timed to perfection. Even filming the scene was arduous, taking multiple days to film the finished product. Apart from the actor's dedication and performances, the method of capturing the scene was also flawless. The camera movements are minimal, only really moving to show different angles of the action or to follow the actors around as they trade blows. It's one of my favorite fight scenes because we can see everything that is happening, and the fluidity of the scene is very smooth. In some fight scenes, there is a lot of zooming, quick cuts, shifting angles, and if that is done incorrectly, it can feel quite dizzying. Here, however, everything feels purposeful and hard-hitting. It's a terrific approach. Would they live, however, the camera instead acts like a bystander, staying out of the way and letting the action unfurl before us. It reminds me a bit of a fight scene from a film we've previously featured on Glazed Cinema, John Ford's The Quiet Man. In both fight scenes, the camera stays out of the way while showing us what's happening, letting the performers dictate the action rather than the camera. The effort and approach of They Live surely paid off, as it is regarded as one of the best fight scenes in cinematic history. Outside of the fight scene, there are several other iconic sequences in They Live. Who can forget the magazine wall with short, oppressive messages? Or the great quotes like, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of gum. There are some great scenes in this movie, but one of my favorites is when our hero dons the glasses for the first time and sees the world for what it truly is. Turning to a billboard that advertises a computer environment, he puts the dark lenses in front of his eyes, and in the ad's place is something very different. Instead of a colorful billboard in midday, we see a black and white view with a blank billboard with the word OBEY in all caps. Taking them off, everything returns to as it was. In disbelief, he dons them again and the scene returns. Repeating this in quick succession, he is beside himself, rubbing his eyes 
to make sure that his eyesight is correct. Locking eyes with another ad, it shows a bikini-clad woman on a beach advertising a vacation to the Caribbean. Putting them on once again, the ad is replaced with the same scenery, except this time the words read, Marry and Reproduce. This is a glimpse of the world being introduced to our hero. However, soon another truth will be revealed, one all too surreal to explain. This is a glimpse of the world being introduced to our hero. However, soon another truth will be revealed. One all too surreal to explain or believe. They Live is a splendid film with a lot of meat on the bone. Carpenter went for something different with this movie than the others previously that he's made. Here he gets more into the social and political commentary, wrapped by an entertaining finished product. There's actually quite a bit that Carpenter is commenting on here. It's a film that touches on the disparity between economic classes, the control of popularized media, and conformed authority. All of this is done in such a way as to not be preachy or somehow self-righteous. Instead, it acts as satire, blending comedy to maintain its entertainment factor. The end result is a captivating movie for all audiences. They Live was a hit upon release. It was made on a budget of $3 million and grossed $13 million, becoming number one at the box office. It also spent two weeks in the top ten. Roddy Piper went back to wrestling after filming was concluded and became a top-tier talent at WWE, entertaining wrestling fans for years afterwards. Apart from his wrestling influence, his role in They Live had an influence on the movie industry as well. Other wrestlers had played roles in movies previous to this one, but they were always small or supporting type of roles. Whether that was Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips in Rocky III, Andre the Giant as Fezzik in The Princess Bride, or Jesse Ventura as Blaine in Predator. However, Roddy Piper was the first wrestler to play the leading role of a movie that was number one at the box office. This success opened doors to future wrestlers like The Rock, Dave Bautista, and John Cena to do the same. I was around 14 when I first saw this film. My dad loves John Carpenter, and one of his favorite movies is Halloween which I really enjoy as well. So when I heard about this movie, it sounded so different than his other efforts that I had seen, like The Thing, Assault on Precinct 13, and Halloween. But it also had Roddy Piper in it, and as a wrestling fan, what more did I need to press play? From the start, there was a familiar feel to it, a mark of any great director. The content was so different, though, 
and really captured my attention and imagination. I was a fan of this film early on, and when the credits rolled, I was even more enthralled with it. They Live is a very entertaining movie, with a lot to offer to its audience. If you're a fan of the lighter side of sci-fi, this one should be right up your alley. It has humor and action while still offering that surreal, out-of-this-world sensibility that comes with the genre. Likewise, if you're a fan of John Carpenter's films and you have yet to watch this 80s gem, don't miss out on this one. You won't be disappointed. If you'd like to watch They Live for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find it on Peacock. Peacock is a streaming service with great offerings and a variety of pricing options, including a free tier. Apart from Peacock, you can also find They Live on services like YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Vudu, and Prime Video for $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There, you can find more info about the show, and also a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, the blog page on our website features each episode in written form as well. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema. Cinema.